It's the show where the topics are topical, but not typical. This is Atypically Topical with Mindy and Josh. Welcome back to Atypically Topical. Um, Hi. We're trying out a new format here. We've got some new equipment. So it could either be awesome or a disaster. A little bit of both. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Um, we have two separate ones now. I'm gonna to try to, you know, have our engineer sync it up later on, and um, we're more comfortable now. We don't have to huddle around one little microphone. <laughs> um, so we'll see how it works. Um, this week we're going to talk about sports. Yep. Um, various stories, and I found a lot of crazy headlines and stuff about it. So. This one's going to be fun, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So what's up with you? Oh, nothing much, you Not know. Much. Yeah, just handed in my keys in from my old apartment. Yeah, so Mindy's moving officially in with me, so that's cool. Yeah. You had the apartment for how long? Like two years. Yeah, and it was like, granted it was like five minutes away, so it already kind of feels like you're living here anyways. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool that... Uh, All my no, shit is here now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not just like uh, one drawer with some of your clothes just for like <laughs> yeah. some nights. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Yeah. So Easier to record and stuff too. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty Exciting. much all that's new. Um, Exciting things. Oh, by the way, I don't know if we established that we're dating or not. Oh, yeah. Or did we not? No, I guess not. As of last episode. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure it was... I, it was implied by stuff we've said before. I guess so. Yeah. Uh. Anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that's... I don't really have anything. Same old stuff. So, um, we can get into your sports story. Okay. From the past. Yeah. Um, so, I got this from Mysteries at the Museum. Oh, okay. Um, well... I th- I got the inspiration for the story, not the actual like shit I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is about um uh, the famous battle of the sexes. Um. Uh, oh yeah, game. like the tennis match. Yeah. Have you uh, heard of that? Yes. Is it uh, Billie Jean King and someone? Uh yes. John McEnroe. No. Uh, what are his initials? Uh, B R. Baskin Robbins? <laughs> no, I can't. Uh. I wish. <laughs> Baskin Robbins is way better than this guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's his name? Uh, Bobby Riggs. Oh, I don't even know who that is. <clears throat> well, you're about to find out. Okay, yeah. Isn't there's a... Well, never mind. I'm not going to... I was going to say there's a recent movie, but you might get into that too <laughs> or something. Uh, No, I don't yeah. actually. At one time. <laughs> yeah. Didn't I do that with the dog one? Yeah. Like, there's a movie about it. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I know. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Okay, go ahead. Um, okay, so Bobby Riggs was considered the best tennis player during the nineteen thirties and forties. Um, when he when he was an amateur and then as as a professional as well. Okay. He won a men's singles, doubles, and mixed titles at Wimbledon and a few US <laughs> Open championships. You did the thing. Wimbledon? Everybody uh, says Wimbledon. Wimbledon? Yeah. Whatever. It, it's a D. I see it, but... I... Everybody. It's okay. It's not just you. It's like anybody that's not familiar with it says Wimbledon. Yeah. I'm just, just going to say whatever I'm going to say. <laughs> you know it, I so... have to point it out. Yeah. That's your thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so 
1973, when he was 55, he de decided to challenge um, tennis top women players. Um, at that point, he had won 10 major titles, um, but all the women turned him down. They're like, no <laughs> thanks. Yeah, what's um, he trying to prove exactly? Yeah. And so, but then the, the number one ranked player, Margaret Court, was 30. Mm. So there's a 25-year um, difference between them, accepted his challenge. But he was a real asshole, though. though. He called her a woman's liberal leader, which I don't know really what that means. Wait, liberal leader? No, liber. L liber? L-I-B-B-E-R. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming it's an insult. <laughs> I'm, yeah, safe bet. Um, so on May 13th, they played, um, and Riggs won using drop shots and lobs to keep court off balance. So the match was less than an hour, and it landed him um, on the cover of both, of both Sports Illustrated and Time Magazine. The match was called... The Mother's Day Massacre. <laughs> Wait, was it like an easy victory? Yeah. Did it show the score or no? No, it didn't show the score. I'm curious. Go ahead, uh, though. But um, he said that we got to keep this sex thing going. I'm a woman specialist now. So real piece of shit. Um, oh, okay. I just looked real quick. I think he like won two, the two sets and something like that. Wait, what year did you say it happened? And uh, 1973. Yeah, so he beat her 6-2 and 6-1. Yeah. So basically, he won 12 out of the 15 games. And uh, that's, yeah, that's a massacre. <laughs> yeah. So after the loss, Billie Jean King accepted his challenge. Because she was like, well, I can't let this guy like yeah. show off women, man. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not cool. Um, she was originally asked to the challenge, but had declined. So um, once she accepted, they did, a pre they did a press conference. They announced that it would be a $100,000 win winner-take-all match. Dang. And so this is where, like, you see, the, like, again, the more sexist, shitty side of this mm -hmm. guy. So Rick said, I'll tell you why I'll win. She's a woman, and they don't have the emotion emotional stability. <laughs> King responded by calling him a creep, which, Sounds yeah. Sounds like Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Riggs also said that he would jump off a bridge if he lost, and the woman, and that women belong in the bedroom and the kitchen in that order. He's the most stereotypical, yeah, chauvinist. Mm -hmm. He also said that women play about twenty five percent as good as men, so <laughs> they should get about twenty five percent of money men get. They don't pay you based on your skill; you earn the prize money. That's what he said. Uh -huh. But that'll come later. Uh, another point that would come but like just like a psa for everyone like just because you're really good at a sport doesn't mean you can be an asshole you yeah know? exactly draymond green you have no idea who that is but I, some people will know i i've heard of him <laughs> he's the guy in the warriors okay one of the one of the douchebags yeah and like all those guys are like in football that like <laughs> yeah their yeah exactly it's like, they just have the doesn't right doesn't give you an excuse like yeah so just Apparently this guy thinks so. Yeah. Um, so in contrast to the extensive training he did before the match against court, Riggs reportedly spent most of this time um, summer partying and schmoozing. That's what the article said. That's mm -hmm. not my words. <laughs> um, 
while Kim continued playing as well as reviewing videos of his matches to see if, he could, if she could find any weaknesses. And she did. She realized that he had poor stamina, and, he, and I'll <laughs> talk about that later when they actually the match. Mm -hmm. So um, the match took place on September 20th, 1973 at the Houston Astrodome. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was like, oh, I've been there. Nearby. Yeah. Um, it was called the Battle of the Sexes. About 90 million people worldwide watched the game Dang. on TV. Um, they both had very over-the-top entrances. So let me <laughs> like show you. Wrestlers. Yeah, I was like, when I saw these pictures, I was like, you're going a little over the top here for just this one game. So um, let me show you this first picture. Okay. Um, let me da -da -da, Facebook. Yeah, because of like this new arrangement, like I have to like copy and paste the pictures to him. <laughs> I can see it. Um So this is King. Um King in entered the court like Cleopatra writing a gold oh litter litter held aloft by Toga wearing members of the oh, Rice wait, University. How old was she here? She was thirty. On this picture? Yeah. She looks like she's sixty-one. No, she's thirty. <laughs> she's, um, that's crazy. So the yeah, so the guys are from the Bryce University men's track team, and then Riggs. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's basically being carried by these guys. That it's kind of like when they just carry you on a chair or something on a throne, and she has like extravagant feathers and stuff and. It's like decorated, and these guys have no shirts, and they're just straight up carrying her to the court. And so that's Riggs. <laughs> what? Um, Is he in a baby's chair? <laughs> well, Riggs, meanwhile, came in a rickshaw surrounded by scantily clad women known as Bobby's bosom buddies. Jesus Christ. Um, so when King, the King then presented Riggs with a squealing baby pig, and in return received a large sugar daddy lollipop. So let me show you the like giant ass lollipop. Yeah, yeah. The, well, yeah, it looks like the, all of their shirts say sugar daddy on them. Yeah, and obviously it's sponsored by sugar daddy. Clearly, shame on them. <laughs> you see it? Yeah, it's coming up right now. The fucking thing is huge. It's like half his body. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, this is like wrestling at this point. Yeah. It's, I, when I saw the pictures, I was like, Can you, it's just a tennis match. Mm -hmm. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So keeping up with the carnival-like atmosphere of the contest, King wore a large sugar daddy lollipop. Um. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, wore, no, I'm sorry, wore blue suede sneakers, and Riggs played the first three games wearing a yellow jacket with the Sugar Daddy logo on the back, so. Okay, and then I guess it was weighing him down too much or something. Well, I'll let you know. Um, so King made a conscious effort to wear Riggs down with baseline rallies, um, at which, can you explain that, I guess? What was that, with baseline rallies? Yeah. That just that just means like the rally is like if you're hitting it back and forth for a lot. Like if it's a twenty shot rally, that's a long rally because mm -hmm. nobody's scoring. And baseline just means they're both 
at the back lines. Oh, okay. Like nobody's like hitting a drop shot. So where it's like a short ball and you have to run up, they're just kind of exchanging back and forth, kind of like ping pong or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's how she wore him down. She yeah. won the first set, um, six to four. <laughs> nice. On um, striking a number of winners and securing the final spot on a Riggs double fault. The Riggs broke. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's like when you miss the serve twice in a row. That's a double fault. That's oh, like okay. a it's kind of embarrassing way to lose a set. <laughs> oh, okay. Though Riggs broke King's serve in the first game of the second set, he would go to lose it 6-3. <laughs> Visibly tiring, he lost the third set 6-3 as well. When he hit a high backhand they volley... They played three sets out of five? Dang. Yeah, when he hit the high, hit the high backhand volley into the net on match point, <laughs> King flung her racket in the air in celebration. Yeah. Quote, I thought it would set us back 50 years if I didn't win the match. <laughs> it would ruin the women's tour and affect all women's self-esteem. For his part, Riggs told reporters that King simply played too well. There you go. So. Humbled. Mm-hmm. The two eventually became friends and even spoke a few days before Riggs died of a prostate cancer in 1995. King retired from competitive singles tennis in 1983, having won 12 major titles, including yep. two Wimbledon. There you, there you go. go. Nailed it. Wimbledons and four U.S. Opens. She also helped found the Women's Players Union, a women's sports magazine, and a nonprofit advocacy group for, women, for female athletes mm. and a team tennis league. Thanks to her work, tennis is one of the few sports that pay men and women equally. Yeah. She was once said during an interview that, quote, I know when I die, nobody at my funeral will be talking about me, though I'll just be standing around telling each other where they were the night I beat Bobby Riggs. <laughs> that's and, cool. Yeah, that's the story about the, about all the sexes. And it made me kind of like appreciate tennis more knowing that kind of men and women are equal and yeah i was just thinking um there i don't good thing we're doing this show now because i don't think i'd ever hear you talk about tennis <laughs> yeah <laughs> unless we had something like this going on yeah I, I i mostly just laugh at it when they like hit the ball and they like yeah she i mean they're it, like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah she, i i'd like to watch it on occasion and um most of the time, it's players that are like you know grunting to hit the ball harder, and she and, and like, always laughs every time. I mean, I get it. Never fails. Because when I did martial arts, you know, whenever we like punch or kick, we breathe out. So yeah. We're like, yeah. But it's not like a uh, sound. Like it's not. It's not weird. Yeah. Oh, actually, it's, yeah. The one I was thinking, the movie I was thinking, actually has Emma Stone and Steve Carell in mm. it. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard oh, it's yeah, good. We should watch that yeah. now that we've read it. Yeah, we should watch it. Read about it. Yeah. Yeah, because um, it's... Uh, I was I, actually, I, like, when I was... When I, when I uh, watched the Mysteries at the Museum about it, I was like, this seems very familiar. And I remembered about that movie, but I've never watched it. Yeah. I've heard it's good. We can watch it uh, soon. Sweet. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Cool. Yeah. Good story. Feminism. <laughs> Toxic masculinity. Yeah. Etc. Speaking of that, it's oh, a nice okay. transition um, into our new segment, Questioning Florida. Uh, 
<laughs> little laser noises. What the heck? What? Mindy's picking at her hand right now. It, I think... I don't, I don't think I cut myself, but I think I have, like, a, a blister. You see that? Oh, I yeah. I just noticed it. That is kind of weird. How did I get that? I don't know. What happens? Keep talking about it on their audio podcast. <laughs> I thought they were so interested about my blister. <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay, so you remember how this works, right? Yeah. I'll read you a headline. Uh, you can think of a question to ask me about it. Hopefully it's in the article this time. Okay. Okay. This is just like, uh, so I was going through, there's a floridaman.com now, and that's like my new favorite thing. I was just cracking up reading all the headlines. Interesting. Um, because there's just so many, and it's like every day, and they're like each one is more ridiculous than the last. But I settled on this one because I thought you might have some questions on it. Okay. Florida man arrested after he tells cops his name is Captain Dickhead. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's all the information you have to go on right now. Um, what was he getting arrested for? Okay, I believe that is in here. So let me get into that. How the fuck did I get a blister? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you've been moving a lot of stuff around, so could be that. Uh, you can see his picture there. I just sent you the link. Looks like he's like at the barbers or something. He has a little oh, yeah. cape thing on. His like the cut on his like beard is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he like, basically he, like, he, he could be cute if he just changed things about himself. <laughs> like most things. Okay. Cops responded to a, a disturbance at one forty-five a.m. saying that he was arguing loudly with his girlfriend. So that's why they had come. And then um, he has a girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, you'd be surprised at who all does. So he was refusing to, like, he was being evasive and argumentative with them and stuff. So they were already going to handcuff him, and they took one more shot at trying to get a name from him because he wasn't ask uh, answering. And then he said, "Captain Dickhead," <laughs> and that was like the last straw, I guess. And uh, yeah, but he he called himself Captain yeah. Dickhead. Yeah, that was the that was the headline. He he tells cops his name is Captain Dickhead. Oh, at least he's like self aware. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So yeah, that that was my the questioning Florida of the day right there. Cool. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot more where that came from too. There's a lot more ridiculous ones. I just thought that one was funny. So um, now we get into the part where I try to fool you, and it is spot the fake. Yay! Do we have a theme song for that yet? Yeah, maybe we should get one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a work in progress, people. Let's go to Walmart. Yeah. No, actually, we're classy. We're classier yeah, we'll than that. We'll go to Walmart. We'll go to Target. Yeah. Ever say that again? Even though we just went to Walmart like five days ago. Well, it's for yeah, apartment it's, shit. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's how you got your blister. Okay. Are you ready for the headlines? And made them, somehow I found two sports-related ones and uh, made up my own. So we'll see which one you think is fake. Okay. Number one, former college football star arrested for punching girlfriend over flat earth argument. Okay. Number two, man accused of shooting at football opponent who scored touchdown on him. Okay. Number three. Dwarf left paralyzed after being thrown by drunken rugby fan. 
Okay, I don't know that much about rugby. <laughs> you don't, I don't think you have to know about rugby. <laughs> you didn't know much about tennis before your story. I still don't know much about tennis. <laughs> exactly. Um, what was the first one again? Former college football star arrested for punching girlfriend over flat earth argument. Okay, well, a lot of people believe about the flat earth thing. <laughs> so, okay, the second one? Man accused of shooting at football opponent who scored touchdown on him. And the third one is the midget one. <laughs> the dwarf. Dwarf. Little dwarf. person. <laughs> I'm sorry if I offended any you. little people out there. <laughs> um, God damn it. These it's a hard, hard one, right? Because like, I keep thinking about like what... What I would do? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm going to... Let's try to pick one that you think is real for sure. Maybe maybe can... the dwarf one. Okay, so it's between the college football star punching and the shooting the football opponent and scored a touchdown on him. Hmm. I'm going to say the first one is fake. Former college football star arrested for punching girlfriend. Okay, that one's fake. Yeah. You're saying, okay. Yeah. Let me get into the first real one. Sadly, a dwarf left paralyzed after being thrown by drunken rugby fan. God damn it, rugby players. <laughs> I mean, I, sh- I can't like really judge you because football players. Are- yeah, this was actually players. back in 2012. Um, Martin Henderson was celebrating his thir- 37th birthday with friends. He was thrown into the air by a hooded thug and a copycat of the shamed England rugby star. So basically, there was a... Like a month before this happened, this guy on the England's rugby team, I think during their World Cup or something, and they were all going crazy in a drunken, you know, in a bar, and they were like throwing dwarves around, which is it's not funny, but it's just like, why? Why would you do that besides being drunk? So basically, the guy that did that was kicked out of the squad, obviously. He was fined 25,000 pounds. After the the rugby football union investigated, you know, his drunken night, and it was a, <laughs> they had gone to a dwarf themed Queenstown bar. That's, what? There's such I, a I thing. I guess so. Yeah. And then this guy, it was a copycat incident a month later where he did that, and he like uh, paralyzed this guy. So it's like, why are people seriously? dumb? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I get like, you know, sometimes I get drunk, but like I've never been so drunk to the point that i feel like i would throw a midget yeah if anything again with the midget (laughs) sorry little person i feel like if i was really drunk i would like cuddle with them or something (laughs) i guess that's probably would be offensive too what everyone loves cuddles not just randomly from a stranger well if i was drunk they'd be like okay she's drunk it's fine i guess this is how the whole Me Too thing started. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay, so that was the first real one. Second real one is... Man accused of shooting at football opponent who scored touchdown what? on I was him. right? You were right. Yes. I got you last time, but not this time. I think I got you last week, right? No, I thought I got it right. Wait, what was that one? <laughs> uh, hold on. It's uh, Andrew! not important. Um, What's the score? <laughs> yeah, we need to go through and get the score. Maybe after like 10 episodes, we're too lazy. So, get this. This was in Florida, of course. Yeah. Um, I think. Where was it? 
maybe the other one was. Anyways, uh, Wellington Green. I'm trying to find if they even have this date here. Anyways, um, it was in Wellington. A man told oh, Palm Beach County Sheriff deputies after his brother scored a touchdown on a 28-year-old man during a pickup football game, the man threatened to kill him and fired a gun at them. Hmm. Yeah, they that were... makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Witness told investigators a group of men went across the street to their cars to leave when they saw a white BMW sedan speed away and possibly hit a black SUV. Those at the scene said the man in the black SUV pulled out a gun and shot several times at the BMW. Yeah, so, I mean... <laughs> Is everyone okay at least? Yeah, well, it says that he shot at him, so I'm assuming nobody was injured or, or would have said, you know... Well, that's good, I guess. That's... Just says man accused of shooting, yeah. And this was actually in December of last year, so this was not that long ago. And it was a 28-year-old man that did this, so, I mean, come on. <laughs> dumb people be dumb. Yeah, so, good job. I thought I, I thought I got you with that one. I thought it was so off the wall. Mm, you were least, close. Uh, right? Yeah, you were close to picking it. Maybe next time. Okay, now let's get into my sports-related... Now, it's not a story this time. I found something that's uh, that was more interesting, I think, that we can discuss. Okay. Uh, there was an article I came across on, um, it was a USA Today article in April of this year. I only picked some of these because it would have been too long otherwise, but the headline was 13 Incredibly Bizarre Rules in Sports, From Dress Codes to One Point Safeties. Oh, I know one of these, I think. Which one? About soccer, like how like they had to pull their shorts down to like show their underwear because like <laughs> the color of the underwear like has to match their shorts so like people can't see through them or some shit like that. I have not even heard of that in my yeah. life. Yeah, but that's not even on here. We'll have oh. to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just picked six of these because they were interesting enough to kind of get through, and uh, we'll just discuss each one. Okay. Uh, and this was yeah, like I said, oh, this one actually. Uh, yeah, USA Today in April of this year by Chris Chase. Number one, um, NFL, there's a one-point safety. He says, contrary to popular belief, an NFL team can score one point in a game, which I did not know, right? Yeah. Did you, did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, I know, I've heard of two. Yeah, two, that was the minimum. So, if there's a safety scored on an extra point attempt, that would result in one point for the tackling team. And but it's just, I, feel, yeah. I feel like that's so impossible. Exactly. To do. It says, how would that work? Well, there's a couple scenarios, but the most likely one is that let's say a team has its extra point partially blocked. Okay. And the ball squirts to the 10 yard line where it's picked up by someone on the defensive team who can now return it 90 yards for two points. Uh, in trying to make a move, he retreats back to, into his own end zone and is tackled. So basically it's saying he blocks it and it ends up it ends up next to, you know, his own end zone that he wants to get out of. He picks it up trying to go and then he's tackled in his own end zone. It's one point. Oh. And and then That's weird. Yeah. So and then it, they what, point what? out it's fun sure, but it still ends up in the extra point, <coughs> you know what I mean? <coughs> it still ends up in being the extra point because let's say they were trying to kick it, he blocks it. They tackled him in his own end zone. The tackling team, which was the kicking team, they get the one point. So it's just like they kicked the field goal anyways. Um, there's... The, wait, does that count for... So it counts for the kicking team. 
No, but I mean, because like, you know, after you make a touchdown, you can kick it and get one point. But does it count when you're trying to go for three as well? Two for two, you mean, if you're trying to go for a safety? I mean, a safety. Uh, conversion? I thought it was three. Three is a field goal. Yeah, that's what I mean, a field goal. Oh, you mean like, let's say... They're trying to get a field goal and they block it. They're trying to it. kick a field goal and they block it and end up safetyed. Yeah. I guess it's probably still just two. This doesn't say anything about if they're trying to field goal. That's a good question. I think it'd probably be two. See, I know more about football than I do about tennis. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, yeah, and that was the more likely way. The other one kind of was just impossible. So, Okay, the next rule. There's a polo rule. Is no. that the one with the little hammer thing? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> hammer thing. Yeah, yeah hammer balls. Mallet. I think it's a mallet or something. Balls and then the little, the little like... rickets, I think they're called, Ooh, I want to say. Fuck if I know. I yeah. don't know. Uh, the United States Polo Association rulebook dictates that polo players must hold their mallet in their right hands. This is due to the fact that when a right-handed player approaches the ball as a left-handed player approaches the opposite way... It creates a jousting-like situation. Oh, wait, we're thinking of... I don't think that's... What the hell is that sport called? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to look up polo right now on my phone. Okay, well, because this one is saying uh, they're approaching the ball at the same time. It creates like a jousting situation. So it's, it's not safe to have it that way. I think polo well, maybe, might be... Maybe the one with the horses? Yeah, yeah, when they're they're on. Oh, see, yeah, now, yeah. It, now it took me to Ralph Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> no, I found it. Yeah, they're on horses, and you do have the mallet still, but it's not the one with the little okay rickets. The only reason I know that is because that one my... is croquet. I just remembered. Oh, okay. croquet is the one where you just like casually. Just... Yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah, I just thought of that because my dad used to wear a lot of Ralph Lauren like. Oh the yeah, green and it bottle. has that logo. Yeah, and I was like, oh. Well, it's called polo, so... Yeah, so basically you have to hold it in your right hand because it creates like a jousting situation whenever someone has... And I don't know, they don't want you to hit the horse in the head or something. I don't know. That um, wouldn't be cool. <laughs> and because the rule wasn't reinstated until 1974, any player active before then was grandfathered in. So like, if you're like a 70-year-old, like 70 years old and left-handed player, you can get away with it. Mm. But basically everybody now is a right-handed player in polo. Uh, number three, the fair catch kick. That's also NFL. Okay. If a punt returner calls for a fair catch, the receiving team then has the option of attempting an undefended field goal from the spot where the ball was caught. What? Yeah. Like, so the team that's calling for the fair catch can be like, okay, we're going to try a field goal from here undefended. It's oh. an odd inclusion in the rule book. Um, That'd be really hard to do uh, Unless and, like the kicker is a shitty kicker Yeah like or he shanked it horribly Yeah uh, It would only be realistically used at the end of a half According to this article So let's say a team punts to run out the clock Even with no time remaining The return team is allowed to call fair catch And attempt a field goal from that spot I guess just Just for the hell of it Because it's about to run out anyways Yeah Um there are no defenders. They stand 10 yards away. Okay, so there are no defenders whenever they're trying to kick. They stand 10 yards away, I guess, from the spot, and there's no tee, which makes it like a hybrid kickoff field goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's extremely rare. Like They said it's been 40 years since a successful conversion, and it's so rare that even the attempts get headlines. So like the last one, the 49ers attempted a 71-yard uh, kick um on the sideline 
or uh, let me see, during the Jim Harbaugh era, uh, on the other sideline, it was clear Jeff Fisher was completely unfamiliar with this rule. Needless to say, it failed. So, yeah, 49ers, they can get all the help. Yeah, they need they all need, the help they, they need. Can get. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> I can clear it up for you. <laughs> Wimbledon. All right, number four. Uh, college basketball rule, dunking before the game. When the final 20-minute countdown begins before the tip of a college basketball game, uh, this is usually happens when you know players in the middle of their first warm-up. Players are no longer allowed to dunk. So in the last 20 minutes of warming up, you're not supposed to dunk. Okay. This got Kansas State in trouble once when a walk-on dunked in the layup line just two seconds after the clock started running. That led to the other team getting a 1-0 lead before the game even started because they shot two free throws and made one. So I'm, I had never even heard of that. I don't, I'm not sure why it's a thing. It's not like the rim's still going to be shaking or something when the game starts. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they'll break the fucking... <laughs> yeah. Maybe they don't want it to break right before the game starts. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a good hypothesis. And the, the official rule also mentions some other little-known reasons for getting a technical, which are, number one, climbing or lifting a teammate. So, like, you can't, like... <laughs> you climb a teammate? Yeah, you can't do, like, a... Sp- I feel like basketball players can't do that. Like, <laughs> I could do that. But... <laughs> yeah. You can't do, like, Space Jam and, like, jump on someone's back or something and go dunk it. That's illegal. It's a yeah. technical. Yeah, like my arms can't, like, stretch that yeah. long. <laughs> number two is attempting a free throw that's not yours to take. That would be a technical. Well, I mean, why would you do that in the first place? Yeah. And number three is possessing or using tobacco. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like an old-timey rule that's still in the book for some reason. Well, I mean, I guess in the court, you can't. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. it's like how baseball players used to, like, chew tobacco Uh, during games, and now, like, they're not allowed to do that anymore. Yeah, and just spit all, like, all over the field and stuff. Yeah. You remember that one guy that asked me out on a date who, like... He always had this bottle and like he would chew tobacco during class. Oh, yeah, was it bottle. like a clear bottle too? Like not even. Yeah, he spit it out. Get like a, a Lipton brisk. No, that just brown. don't chew tobacco. Oh, it's fucking gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you made the right choice. Well, I was I kind of also dating this other guy at the time, but yeah, wow. I, I wouldn't have <laughs> agreed to it anyways. He was a nice guy though, but yeah, can't I can't deal breakers. Yeah, that's a deal breaker for me. Mm. Number five. Uh, this is a tennis one. It's hat and ball hindrance. And I actually knew about this because like, I watched tennis. Uh, well, I used to watch it more frequently, but I still do sometimes. So uh, there's a hindrance rule where like in the middle of a point, certain things happen. You have to replay the point. And part of that will be like if a you know a piece of paper flies on the court or like a bird comes through, they just replay it because it's too distracting. Because, you know, they're usually outdoors. Yeah. Um, but this part is if a player's hat accidentally falls off or a ball falls out of their park, uh, out of their pocket, you know how they usually carry an extra one in their pocket. Cause if you miss the first serve, you just boom. Yeah. Then the point is replayed, uh, cause it's considered a hindrance. Uh, this is what happened to Serena Williams in 2011 in the U S open final. And she yelled, come on. Uh, this is another example of a hindrance. She yelled, come on, as her opponent was hitting a shot. So she, like, basically thought the point was over, and she was like, come on! And the other girl was hitting it, and they called a hindrance on her, and they replayed the point. So she wasn't really happy about that. But even, like, yelling during, like, 
obviously as you hit the ball you can yell as you've seen <laughs> but i you... know very well <laughs> yeah like oh <gasps> <laughs> uh, i'm like i bet you someone has like made like cuts to that audio footage. oh yeah oh yeah that's on youtube for sure yeah and it, like made some like fake porno about it <laughs> yeah i'm sure uh, like i bet you if you put in like tennis moaning oh my god there's women tennis moaning on youtube of course there is yeah guys are fucked up not all guys but yeah some guys are fucked up. But Sharapova is the biggest offender. Yeah, her. Oh my god. She's like yelling. Ah! <laughs> that was Serena and, and Sharapova. One more, one more. <laughs> that sounds like a firework. It's like a bottle rocket. How can you not make fun of that? Well, that I understand. And she lost the point. Okay, anyways, that's too much. <laughs> yeah, um, anyways, so you can... I think I've proven my point. <laughs> <laughs> I've proven your point. Um, yeah, so you can't hit it. You can't yell when the other person is hitting, basically. That's, oh, okay. that's a no-no. Um, another recent example of the hindrance is uh, in the 2012 US Open in a men's match. Andy Murray, he's from Great Britain. He was... Great Britain. Yeah, he was hitting a drop shot, which is like a low, right over the net, a short shot that tried to make them come forward against uh, Tomas Birdich. Tomas? Tomas from uh, the Czech Republic. Tomas? Tomas? He's from Czechoslovakia. Or Czech Republic now. So it's not Tomas. Maybe? I don't know. You could say Tomas if you want. So uh, his hat fell off when he was hitting a drop shot. It was clear he wasn't going to get to the ball, the other guy, because he was like so... That's like such a good shot, but um, he insisted that his hat falling off had to do with him not reaching it. Uh, good sportsmanship, like in tennis, you can give someone the point if you think you know, like if it was your bad or something, or if you can clearly see it out and uh, they called it in or whatever. You can. There's been some cases where they're like, no, that was his point, and it's considered like good sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. But these guys had like a rivalry going; they had a beef, so like. He was like, he insisted, no, like, he didn't give him the point. <laughs> what? I'm just remembering that one video with the little girl, and she's like, I like beef. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't even know that one. No. I yeah. thought you did. I thought you did. Oh, maybe you've shown to me, but just because I like, said the word beef. Yeah. Pay attention. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm paying attention. That's but Anyways, how... so, yeah. No, that's, you're paying too much attention. Yeah, Burditch won the point, actually, after, because they replayed it. Um. Andy Murray was not happy about that. And then number six, we'll end on this. This is my favorite rule. This is a European chess union regulation. No cleavage. No reaction. <laughs> just, I mean. You just want to hear more? Yeah. Just, I mean, I guess like guys that play chess, I mean, they don't get a lot of action. So like you show a little cleavage. Like, it's, it's an unfair advantage. Yeah. Yeah, so um, back in 2012, the European Chess Union decreed that women wearing shirts or blouses... <laughs> blouses. That's such like an old-fashioned word, I think. Really? I think so. I mean, do you ever say blouse? I want to go wear a blouse. Mm. Maybe I, not I mean, it old, depends on the... Yeah, it just really... Old-fashioned, but like older person. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. No, I mean, because like shirts are different from blouses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I guess, but is there not another word for blouses? Because I feel like I never use that word. Well, because you, you, men don't, don't wear really them. wear, <laughs> really wear blouses. True. Anyways, okay, so he decreed that uh, they, on, they may only have the second from the top button open during competition. I feel even then, like, the guys are like, whew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, this was treated with mockery in the worldwide press because dress codes are one thing, but this sounds like nuns pulling out a ruler to measure the length of girls' skirts. So, yeah, like, men have them in chest, too. Like, you, no holes, no beachwear, and no or body odor, excessive body odor. Oh, that'd just, just be stinky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, in the 27 to, uh, 2017 edition of the rules, there's no mention of the second from the top oh. button rule. Uh, which suggests the ECU quietly and smartly got rid of it. So they kind of just like phased it out and hope nobody noticed. Hmm. Um, but yeah, those are uh, six bizarre rules in sports. Interesting. And I'm sure, yeah, there was more that I cut out and they weren't as as interesting as these. But yeah, there are some crazy ones out there. Yeah. Who knew there were so many rules for sports, which I think is like very simplistic. Like you're just trying to get like, a ball to yeah into a goal or Or, across or or across a court (laughs) across a line that's like so simple but there's like so much money and like fandom and rules to it that's kind of like crazy yeah all right well um i guess that wraps it up anything else uh let's go watch that movie now no, it's too late. I know. <laughs> yeah, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, we can watch it. Yeah, we gotta watch um, somebody feed Phil. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember the name. Yeah, it's a Netflix show about a guy that travels, a funny guy that travels and eats, and Mindy loves traveling and eating, so yeah. we'll probably do that now. Yeah, and yeah, especially eating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and. Uh, Clink our glasses here. There you go. That was a nice soft one. Oh, I thought I was going to... Never mind. And grab a refill for you, especially because you're out of your drink. Yeah. All right. Bye, people. Bye. Uh, how do I stop this? Mm-hmm.